0: We're gonna start with something a little lighthearted today before we get into the good stuff. So, that's my dog. That's Winston. Get over here. You ready for a haircut? Oh uh, oh, not yet. No, no, no. He's singing it. Oh, oh, look at it. Oh, he's a whole new dog. What a beautiful dog. Yes, so happy. Oh, oh, oh. There you. Oh yes, so good, so good. Look at that beautiful dog. He's a new dog. Yeah, that's a new dog. Um, Sit. Sit. Man, he still doesn't know. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Um, he might be able to win a world's ugliest dog competition. He could give Sam that Chinese crested a run for his money. Um, I, I was trying to encourage the kids to think he looks a little better. Um, he looks good. You can really see the muscles and the definition in his body. But the, the groomer may have gone a little hard on the clipper. Oh, he does look much more comfortable. Uh, you know it's hot in florida he was getting stuff stuck in his fur poo poo in the inside of his fur oh yeah but it's going to take some getting used to because um winston is blind and you can see do i want to bring that back up ah, whatever he's blind and you can really now see the blindness in his eyes people think he was blind because the fur was covering his eyes he's blind because he was born with lenticonus or lentoglobus lenticonus lent some some eye thing that's why he was a rescue they couldn't find him a family and we're like well we already got a half paralyzed dog who craps and pisses all over the house what's another uh special needs dog that hey at least he's housebroken so it's good all righty uh we've got a show today it's going to be very canadian centric uh starting a little early because we're coordinating with kareem assad who's one of the two authors of uh, what's the name of the uh, memo? Hold on one second. I don't wanna it, basically, it's it, it's breaking. It's called Hategate people. And apparently people want Hategate to trend in Canada. I say these organizations, you know, much like the um what was it like the 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 People's Liberations Army, uh, typically are not about people's liberation. Whenever a, a a communist country really wants to cloak its its communism or its tyranny, they call themselves like the People's Republic or the People's Democracy of whatever in canada much like in the states in the states we've got the adl the anti-defamation league which oddly enough engages in more defamation than they pr- protect allegedly in my humble opinion we've got something in canada called the canada anti-hate network cod and they uh you know look into online extremism they look into online hates and they tackle online hate, even if it means manufacturing the hate for the purposes of tackling it. And uh, Karim Assad and uh, Elise Hadigan, we're going to get a, how to pronounce her last name. I say Hadigan, produced an 86 page report, breakdown, detailing how the Canadian anti hate network is itself the purveyor of disinformation and the purveyor of ha- hate that the government then subsequently relied on in order to create enemies where there were none so they could invoke emergencies acts where there was no need and it's like one big, I don't want to use the term circle jerk, but that's what it is. Like one person feeding fake information to another who then finances those people to provide the fake information so they can then launder it off to whomever they need to in order to justify whatever fabricated crisis they financed that never existed in the first place. Okay, Karima is in the backdrop. Let me make sure that we're live everywhere. So by the way, uh, order of the day. We're live here 10 o'clock. Uh, Mackenzie's coming on probably around 11 o'clock. I might end this stream and then go pop in with Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, Eric Hunley at noon if I can. But I'm live with the quartering. Jeremy at 1 o'clock. So busy day. And without further ado, I got Karima. Oh, look, look at, oh, I like the shirt that she's got on. <laughs> oh, this, we did not plan this, people, but it's funny. All right, Karima, I'm bringing you on. Three, two, one. Uh, look at this. We we match, except you've got HateGate <laughs> and I got Viva Fry. Oh, that's too funny. Karima, how are you doing?
1: I'm alright, thanks. And yourself?
0: Good, good. Let me before I go any further, I want to make sure that the audio is good. We're live on Rumble. Are we live on locals where we should be streaming as well? Uh, we good here. Yeah, we're, we're matching. I, oh, you know what? I actually have red I have red frame glasses that I could really put on if we want to do this. Okay, <laughs> Karima, for, you've been on only once before. It was a shorter segment. Uh, it was the first time we had met digitally. We subsequently met in person. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, who are you?
1: So my name is Karima Saad. I am a Toronto-based lawyer. Uh, and now I guess I can call myself an investigative journalist. Um, I've been documenting protests, the protest circuit in Ontario for almost three years at this point, um, which involves being boots on the ground and just checking out what is happening. I was at the convoy for the the full duration of it, and, you know, I've sort of stayed on that beat, and that is what brought me to collaborating with Elisa Hadigan um, to produce HateGate. Uh, What year
0: bar, I know I asked you this the last time, what year bar are you?
1: I was called in 2016, and I've been practicing on my own since 2017. My actual law practice is, it's primarily housing, eviction-based, with a cannabis niche and uh, a small criminal practice.
0: Okay, very cool. Uh, 2016, young as anything, now that is, what year are we in? 2016, so that's like seven years um and then you get into journalism or what we call journalism or just documenting reality i don't think i did we run into each other at the convoy
1: um i I saw you a few times um so i have footage of you um so i might pop up on your live stream somewhere but we didn't actually interact
0: was i was i good in the footage that you have of me
1: (laughs) (laughs) for sure you were talking to some of your fans and uh just describing your own trajectory in fact i think you were giving one guy advice on how to monetize his content
0: ah yes well there is it it, in order to be independent you have to be independent uh and i remember not seeing you there because i I don't remember seeing you there but i remember seeing your footage and what i thought was interesting about your footage based on what your online persona for lack of a better word was is that it seemed even-handed in that it didn't hide embarrassing or or prejudicial stuff from one side or the other and i remember predicting at one point in time that that was going to get you into trouble with one side because I call it my own bias. I think one side does not like exposing their own foibles more than the other side. I say one side dislikes exposing their own foibles more than the other side, but maybe that's just my own bias. Um, so and then, you, OK, look, I'll bring up one thing just so people can really see here. You were at that protest where we saw each other over the summer. Uh, you were the one and you'll, you'll give credit where other credit is due, who really broke. I knew the guy was a liar, Joel Harden, and you came with the receipts. Uh, But this is what I think is one of the better um, videos that illustrates your patience and um, your recklessness, if I can say that. First of all, it's Matt Damon. I didn't know Matt Damon was at protest. This is Joel Harden. This is a guy pointing an emergency ear buzzer inches from your face. I I love that look. Okay, so... You document the protests, much to the dismay of of some who might consider your political your political allies or allies. Who I don't know how they how you fit in between the left and the right and whatever. How how is that environment for you just to to walk that line?
1: I mean, I think it's kind of a false binary. This left right. It, it, it for me, what drives me is you know what are the facts on the ground and how does that fit into reality. So. I have opinions on issues um, and I observe tactics and I I try not to be overly heavy handed with my commentary, um, which is something I've evolved as I went along simply because, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And so I have focused on being a lens for people or a mirror or, you know, however, metaphor, whatever metaphor we want to use. Um, But it it is a curious phenomenon to have extreme elements on either side of this spectrum, um, really unhappy with my presence. And especially so because if we are talking my actual politics, I tend to be left leaning on issues. Um, So the strong reaction from people who Frame themselves as anti-fascists or defenders or guardians, uh, that that has been something to work through. Uh, And I I can't say that I have a resolution at this point, um, apart from the fact that I keep going um, and keep exercising my own freedoms and civil liberties, because I think underscoring all of this, right, we have division between civilians. Um, And that is fomented by people who stand to benefit from that. Uh, And it's all a distraction from what I see as the core issue, which is how we relate to the institutions that govern us and what laws are being passed that affect our ability to be sort of free citizens.
0: Now I like the answer and I, some people call it waffling, others are gonna call it nuanced. I, um, I, for, I agree with the dichotomy, the false dichotomy, and I only use like the left versus the right as a oversimplification. I think the more nuanced breakdown might be the, I, I've I've reduced it to the blue pill and the red pill or the black pill, which is not ideological, but rather just sort of observational. And I'm not trying to pin you down on an answer, but I'll I'll ask you the question because I've lived through the experience myself where do you feel you've covered both sides like you've gone to you've been on the antifa side documenting not supporting uh and you've been on the what they would call the furthest of the far right side i guess you know like the trucker convoy uh the uh education not indoctrination side of things in your experience where have you felt more intimidated with violence with psychological uh pressure You know on on the side of the uh, and i'll just use these terms the rainbow flag side of the of the protest or the canadian flag side of the protest where have you felt more or less comfortable
1: it's been a journey so you know if i'm comparing sort of an overall average i would say that the tendency on the right if we're using that that phrasing um it, it is less exclusionary in the sense that there's no expectation um, or a reduced expectation of adherence to every single point, right? There's not like, you don't have to be in perfect lockstep. There's still infighting on issues and a degree of groupthink, um, but there's a bit more, ironically, tolerance um, for kind of, well, you agree with us on this and not that, but that's fine. You can still sit with us. Um, On the other side of the spectrum, um, I I found it to be a bit more rigid um, and more, how do we say, the projection of expectations, which are arbitrary at times, including the idea that we don't talk to the other side, which I, I can't. I can't accept that. Um, Just as a lawyer, um, part of what I do, what I've been trained to do is speak with people who I disagree with, who I may vehemently disagree with, who I may dislike, but you nonetheless get together at the table. You know, sometimes it has to be adjudicated by a third party, but often things resolve just by discussion. Um, And, you know, it's overly simplistic to say that all of the issues we're facing in today's society can be debated away. I don't think that's true, um, but I, I do believe that the mental shortcuts that we take, where we affix labels and are careless about doing that, um, and in particular the purity spiral on the left, that uh, ends up being exclusionary because you're you're constantly shaving away from sort of the the group of people who are deemed acceptable. So it's the opposite phenomenon, as you see on the right. Um, you know, where have I felt more intimidated? You know, I was like a swarmed um, a couple of times during the convoy. That was frightening. Um, but I've also been swarmed um, at library drag story times um, by people who are purporting to support that event. Um, You know, I've been smeared on either side. Um, I've had lies about me spread on either side. I think that it tends to be a bit more hurtful uh, and insidious when it comes from the left, simply because that is where most of my leanings would find themselves to some degree. and, and so that rejection where it, it, it is based on fantasies and fabrication has been very frustrating.
0: All right. Very interesting. Now we're going to move this over to rumble uh, to get into the hate gate. And all I'll, I'll say is it, the, I, the bad behavior when I was at the convoy, you know, you'd see heckling, you'd see the, you know, some people heckling CNN, calling them names, swearing, et cetera. That was about the worst that I saw there. I, I just, in terms of my experience... I felt more intimidated uh, in interviewing the counter-protesters uh, than I ever did, albeit they one saw me as an ally, the other one saw me as an enemy. But I, I genuinely think, I don't know if you saw the video of those neo-Nazis protesting on a bridge in Florida, i have a feeling they would have been more open to me asking them hard questions than the counter protesters in ottawa but maybe that's just my own stupidity and uh, and um naivety okay i'm giving the link to rumble everybody and now we're going to get into Hategate and the I call it a freaking what's the word an oeuvre in english <laughs> oh
1: uh an opus an, i'm an calling opus. it a manifesto part manifesto part uh, oh don't, manifesto. don't call it
0: a manifesto that that has a little too much to it all right come on over to rumble everybody i'm gonna end it on youtube now karima doesn't change anything around uh see you there and then this will be back on youtube uh not live okay boom all right so how do, this is a we'll, i'm not calling it a manifesto that's a bad word we'll call it an opus we'll call it a tome how long had you been working on this it's an 86 page report we'll bring it up when we want to go through certain sections Uh, I shared it in our locals community I think I I'm sure I shared it on Twitter but it's all all over Twitter 86 pages how long did this take when did you start working on this
1: Elisa and I got uh, access to the underlying FOIPOP documents that's the freedom of information um documents that prompted us to write this on September 1st and We were ready to publish on September 11th. Um, So it was very much a a whirlwind experience putting it together. Um, We were collaborating, writing into, you know, I don't think either of us slept very much um, over the course of those 10 days. Uh, And the intention was initially to release it. um, And uh, the teaser came out on September 11th. Um, which was symbolic for a couple of reasons. Um, and the press release was accepted on uh, September 12th, because there's a back and forth process, a vetting process in order to uh, broadcast uh, through through that system. Um, so it, it was very like 10 days, 10, 11 days. Wow. And
0: it's based on um, a lot of information that came through, what do they call it, FOIPOP in Canada? Freedom
1: of Information. Protection of Privacy. Um, So just for those who aren't familiar with the legislative regime, um, in Canada, uh, citizens are permitted uh, to basically write into government agencies, including um, federal government that may have information that's relevant to them or just ought to be accessible generally to the public. So there's a lot that doesn't get released by bureaucrats or departments or agencies of their own volition, but nonetheless, we are entitled to have access to it. So there is Uh, A system by which you write in, you specify what you're looking for. Um, Someone else had done the heavy lifting on that side of it. um, And it took a year to obtain the documents. Uh, And once they were in hand, there are some redactions. So, you know, that's a caveat to the report that we don't know everything um, that, you know, was held back. So there's information we're just not privy to. Um, And it came through, and it was just over a thousand pages um that we then sort of methodically went through and tried to figure out patterns and um, just look for information that that was relevant.
0: What was the uh, I guess, the wording or what was the scope of the original Foy pop request?
1: It was fairly limited. Um, so it was uh, anything relating to do uh, relating to Diagolon or Diagolon as a militia from, uh, and I forget the date range. It was about a year ending in August, 2022. Um, so that's kind of the the scope of what we were working with.
0: All right. Now let me, let me bring this up. Cause it's also classic. Is it hate? Oh, son of a gun. Hold mm-hmm. on. I brought the wrong game. Okay. I hear myself somewhere in the background. I hate it when I do this. Okay. I'm trying to bring up, not that I'm trying to bring up Rachel Gilmore's analysis of what is what is diagonal hold on hold on i know i have it i hate you gay- no, that's me that's Trudeau. what to know about diagonal here look at this one of these one of these uh videos you got I-
2: conservative leadership front runner pierre poliev came under fire this past weekend after an image of him shaking hands with jeremy mckenzie the founder of a group known as diagonal emerged now poliev says he shakes hands with tens of thousands of people and he can't possibly background check them all But what exactly is Diagolan? Basically, it's a group of live streamers that made up a joke country based on the states and provinces that, at the time, didn't have mask mandates. It started as a meme. Their pretend vice president is an evil goat. But during their hours-long live streams, Diagolan members have warned about a looming societal collapse, which they blame on the government. And they'll call for something to be done about this without saying what. This is what worries extremism experts, especially after what appeared to be Diagolan patches were found alongside a bunch of weapons the RCMP seized in Coots, Alberta earlier this year. Because while this group says they're just joking around, the experts say followers might take the warnings about society to heart and decide to do something about it. Read more at globalnews.ca. Uh,
0: the experts, referenced twice in that. I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of Rachel Gilmore here. Uh, the experts. So who, do you know, when it came to understanding what Diagon was, it now seems that the experts, so-called experts, uh, it all circles back to one group, and that's the Canadian Anti-Hate Network.
1: That is uh, pretty fair to say. Um, So what we took away from the documents is that law enforcement relied very heavily on open source material. And from what we could tell, uh, that included a great deal of information, um, writings, production um, from the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, their own articles, and quotes that they provided to media outlets. So the RCMP then were taking these media statements and uh, this third-party analysis of Diagolon. There was some evidence that RCMP officers tuned into a few episodes at least themselves to take notes here and there, um, but the bulk of it seemed to come um, from the anti-hate network. And so it, it they're at this nexus of information sharing um, and media, government officials, law enforcement are then relying on one another and buttressing their views, not realizing or indifferent to the fact that there was no triangulation of sources. And there were a few RCMP officers to their credit who pointed this out. Um, But the vast majority of what we consumed seemed to be looking for proof to confirm the conclusion that had already been reached. So a form of tunnel vision where the less evidence they found, the more determined they were to find something.
0: It's amazing. You say, like, they they, they don't realize that they're, um, you know, chasing each other's tail or they know damn well that's what they're doing and they're very happy to do it. But, uh, first question, open source. What does that mean exactly?
1: Open source essentially means that it, it can come through a Google search or it's publicly available as mm-hmm. opposed to um, an investigative process, Right. So it's it's a it's a component of investigation, but where where law enforcement is relying exclusively on open source, um, it's unclear how they were vetting. And and there were um, sessions and reports um, provided by experts, some named, some unnamed. Um, the ones who were named um, have connections to the Canadian anti hate network uh, and. It, the, it was interesting. Uh, one of the sessions on accelerationism, um, the feedback was, well, he seemed poorly informed on this, but the rest of it was nice, and and you know that was the core of the presentation. So even within the RCMP, there were hesitations or reluctance, but no no one that I could see really pumped the brakes to say, hang on, what is it that we're doing here? Um, you know, is this rational?
0: Now, I don't want to oversimplify or straw, man, but open source, as far as I understand, means some schnook is just surfing the internet and they're picking and whatever they find on the internet. And it could come from real accounts, fake accounts, trolls. It could come from the people who are searching it themselves uh, indirectly. I mean, that's what open source means.
1: Yeah, and in fact, some of the accounts relied on were anonymous accounts.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, now that was one question. I want to bring up, I'll bring up the video in a second, actually. Um, Funding for the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. Uh, How familiar are you with the funding? Where do they get their funding from? How do they exist?
1: Um, So we know that in 2018, when the Anti-Hate Network came into existence, uh, there was initial seed money from the um, Southern Poverty Law uh, Centre to the tune of $25,000. And they obtained a grant, uh, an anti-racism action grant, there's so many acronyms, so forgive me, I, I may mess up some of the words, but they obtained a grant through Heritage Canada um, to the tune of roughly a quarter million dollars. Um, and that was for several years, I think the it ended in 2022. Um, there are also, if you go to their website, um, the first thing you get is a pop up for donations, um, you know, and that is a recurring aspect. Um, so they solicit private donations, um, during the convoy, I believe it was Jerry Butts, um, who said he donated $10,000 in one who's go. G-
0: who's Jerry Butts?
1: Jerry Butts being, um, the former, uh, or I, I don't know his precise connection at this moment, but he's, um, in the inner circle of, uh, the Trudeau government. Um, and he was within the, the prime minister's office at some point. Um, we also know that organizations like the Bank of Montreal, for example, we don't know exactly how much money they've given, um, but they have uh, openly said that, you know, grants were provided. Um, and some of the academics who are involved with the Anti-Hate Network um, themselves, uh, they, you know, in, in the course of their day jobs um, are uh, obtaining grants that are, are significant amounts of money six figures and okay
0: and jerry butts is gerald butts and it's it's trudeau's best friend now people are saying the audio is cracking but i i think that is not on our end everybody so um refresh if your audio is cracking because i can hear both of us fine and and we're fine alrighty so the canadian anti-hate network gets funding from a number of sources but a lot of it big chunks from the canadian government the trudeau government to I'll, I'll
1: reiterate that uh the, that funding appears to have come to an end in 2022. I haven't uh, obtained like a, a, a freedom of information request for anything new. On their website, they say that they're not presently receiving government funds. But without a shadow of a doubt, that was a huge chunk of money they were working with from, you know, I think it's 2019 to
0: 2022. Um. It's my 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 mic hold on it can't be my mic Okay I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tinker with some cables uh, and by the way ha, ha, the Canadian anti-hate network what level I mean what 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 is the size of the infrastructure so if they get six if they get six figure grants from the government what is it two people three people so how long can that money last
1: It's a very opaque organization um so we know a little bit about the board of directors we know that there is uh, an executive director, Evan Balgord, who is paid, presumably. Um, there are other people identified as staff whose credentials and names cannot be verified. Um, so I don't know how many there are, or I, I can't speak to that. It's just unknown information. Um, so bottom line is, you know, the money probably can go a fairly long way. Um, and the other thing that that I didn't mention is I, I have no knowledge of whether, like some of the board members, the Anti-Hate Network itself um, applies for or seeks to uh, have contracts with public institutions, private institutions to provide training or toolkits or consultations. Um, so that may be another source of income. We just don't know.
0: It's fantastic. Now, who are the principals at the, at the, uh, who are the principals at the con?
1: The chair of the uh, anti-network is Bernie Farber, um, who was formerly the president um, of the CJC, the Canadian Jewish Congress, um, which is defunct. It became a different organization. Um, The founding members are him, um, Amira El-Gabawi, who is, she's currently the, I don't know her exact title, but she is with the government sort of as a special liaison on Islamophobia. So she's moved on from the anti-hate network. Um, Evan Balgord, I mentioned, who uh, don't really know a ton about him. (laughs) Um, He might be John Tory's nephew. um, So that's the former mayor of Toronto. uh, And he was formerly a vice president with the Canadian Association of Journalists. Um, There's a lawyer, Richard Warman, who um, is well known for using was... litigation mm-hmm. um, as a tool to achieve his political ends, what he would term as shutting down hate speech. Um, out of those decisions. Um, there was at least, you know, I, I think he had 10 successful cases at the C- Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. Um, which basically there was a provision that has since been repealed that allowed private citizens to go after other private citizens for hate speech. Um, and and he used that and was the most prolific litigant under that provision. Um, what came from that um, was the, the notion of the hallmarks of hate, um, which was endorsed in a Supreme Court decision. So uh, an analysis that assists in, in determining whether something is hate speech. Um, however, uh, he also faced criticism from adjudicators uh, or at least one adjudicator at the tribunal for himself infiltrating and participating in these forums and raising questions of to what extent did, did you contribute to this hate? You know, to what extent is this a form of entrapment? Um, so he is um, he he's part of the board. I don't know his connection to the day to day. Um, There is someone who is called Elizabeth Simons. Um, I've not been able to verify anything about that individual. Uh, The same, there's someone called Hazel Woodrow. Haven't been able to verify anything. Um, And someone named Peter Smith. Haven't been able to verify.
0: I knew that Warman's name sounded familiar. He is, in fact, the lawyer who filed a complaint against Keith Wilson. Code of Conduct Complaint Filed Against Convoy Lawyer. Ottawa Human Rights Lawyer Filed Complaint with Law Society of Alberta. Yeah, I remember flipping out about this at the time. Uh, Let me just make sure that I'm right and not besmirching an innocent. Richard Warman, an Ottawa Human Rights Attorney, alleges, yeah, Warman is the one who filed a complaint against Keith for his uh, statements made while he was representing uh, the convoy. Warman files an ethics complaint in a a province in which I don't know that Warman practices, but he might be, you know, common law certified across canada never had any interaction with keith Wilton, was never a client files an ethics complaint against him uses what we refer to as lawfare and, and ethics lawfare to silence his uh, ideological adversaries so that warman wonderful so these are the people involved with the canadian anti-hate network how i guess we get into the hate gate now what happens what does the the Khan do to create this i don't know this beast to be fought in diagonal on Jeremy McKenzie? How does the government get involved with it? What do they do with that information? Give us the whole scandal. And then I'll ask questions as we go along.
1: So the first outlet to report on the Canadian Anti-Hate Network um, was a, a blog, um, Anti-Racist Canada Collective, um, which is run by Kurt Phillips, who's another board member. I, I neglected to mention him. He is a high school teacher um, who has spent I guess a decade or so undercover in different forums, um, obtaining information, writing blogs, um, kind of the judge jury executioner of whether people are far right or uh, problematic in some way. Um, So in 2020, after McKenzie, um, he did a one man protest at uh, an event where Omar Khadr, um, the former Guantanamo Bay, detainee um, was scheduled to speak. Uh, Mackenzie being a war veteran took umbrage with him uh, with Cotter being allowed to be there and, and sort of expressed himself. Um, the video went viral um, and shortly after that a post appears um, that it looked like a, a fair bit of research research had been done or at least he'd been on someone's radar Um, and it included a series of links that can't be verified or undated. It's the provenance is unclear. Um, And that was sort of the initial smear. Um, And let
0: let me pause you there because some Mm -hmm. people might not know who Omar Khadr was. Omar Khadr was he pleaded a 15 year old kid pleaded guilty to terrorism charges or, or, you know, uh, participating in war. Uh, he was paid ten and a half million dollars as a settlement from the Canadian government for mistreatment. I forget exactly what the mistreatment was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was
1: the decade was ten- that he spent in Guantanamo Bay, um, and Canada sort of um, not doing its duty to repatriate him. He was a Canadian citizen who was taken abroad um, with his father, his family, um, and yes, participated the guilty plea you know, came as a result of time spent in Guantanamo. So, you know, take that sort of for what it's worth. I, and I can't speak to the facts of uh, the specific situation, but there's, it's a very, it's messy, right? It's very messy. Well, especially uh,
0: now that we know just how dirty, uh, you know, the government plays in terms of coercing uh, confessions, you, you could take that for what it's worth. For whatever you think about it, the kid was, 15 when it happened, uh, pleaded guilty, spent a long time detained. Canadian government turned a blind eye and then paid yeah. him $10.5 million to settle it mm-hmm. uh, compared to how they've treated other people who they have detained for extended periods of time. So we, we could set aside that double standard. Uh, you know, Pat King, five months in jail on mischief charges. We can, we, can, we can make some comparisons that are not favorable. So that's who Omar Khadr was. Jeremy Mackenzie's there. And then he becomes sort of a target for the Canadian anti-hate network.
1: Well, for the um, ARC Collective, right? So a separate website, but one um, whose body of work was kind of subsumed by the anti-hate network to the extent that they brought Kurt Phillips onto their team. And that's what gave them, quote unquote, credibility as anti-fascist researchers. Um, So, you know, fast forward a little bit. And it's the anti-hate network um, that initially plants the seed of Diagolan as A militia of some sort um you know they are a bit equivocal in the language that they use um, including when they speak to media but it uh, words like militia um, far-right accelerationist group um, the notion that simply uh, talking about civil war or the prospect of civil war or societal collapse which we are not immune to in north america um, if we think about how democracies or other regimes across the globe you know that it's not unheard of for humans to devolve in that way, right?
0: Not only unheard of, virtually inevitable. It's happened to every great civilization. And it's almost like discussing that prospect, given the age of the American empire, uh, it almost seems like it's on par with historical averages. So discussing history is somehow uh, a militianist, uh, whatever they want to call it. But yeah, uh, those are the words they used for that.
1: Yes. And and so those words stuck. Um, And, you know, Mackenzie did not make things easy for himself by leaning into what he thought was an absurd joke um, and did things that then became used as evidence that, look, they really are, in fact, doing this. They are having a weapons training camp. They are, you know organize
0: well, it like it's so, it's so stupid a weapons training camp also known as training for hunting for the hunting season i mean uh, you know they, they give it a scary name militia and then sometimes you can just break it out Well, what's this militia oh target practice oh skeet shooting but skeet shooting with a scary patch let me bring this up now it's a good time to uh bring up the in anticipation of this is i don't know who this guy is in respect of uh the cahn i just know that he's in it
3: In my opinion, police already should have been acting on some of these individuals a while ago, specifically the ones who've been calling for violence. Uh, Pat King, who I mentioned before, who's become one of the most vocal proponents of this, has previously said that, you know, the only solution to, you know, public health measures and vaccines is bullets.
0: Right. I'll, I'll pause it there because that's a lie. I mean, and anybody who knows knows that that's a lie. He didn't say the only solution was bullets. He said if they keep this up, somebody's going to catch a bullet, and that's a far different statement. Uh, still, ill words, to, ill-advised words to be using, but it's a lie. This guy, uh, whoever he is, I mean, he'll say his name at the end.
1: That, that's uh, Evan. That's okay.
0: ever so, yeah, let's see. So, so a lie already he did, uh, Pat King never came out and said the only solution to this is bullets. I don't think many people would have defended that. He did say in a, in a moment of frustration and I had him on the channel, he said, look, he keeps this up. He's going to, people are going to ha- have their lives ruined. So, someone's going to catch a bullet. It's a figure of speech in terms of someone's going to snap still not, not wise words, but let's hear what the rest of this has to say.
3: Right. So we have individuals here who are espousing violence and then all of a sudden False. one day ago himself. Individuals like Jeremy McKenzie are all of a sudden saying, if there is violence, it's not us. It's some kind of false flag attack after, you know, months and years of telling their supporters that there's going to be a civil war where this problem is only solved with bullets um, or, you know, maybe to find, you know, their their enemies. Right. So there is kind of violent rhetoric surrounding this and law enforcement needs to take a, a close look at it
1: all right we will watch and wait to see what happens tomorrow uh, mike million president of the private motor truck council of canada and evan balgord the... okay,
0: so that's it um I, i'd say lies on the it's not just to defend them because i happen to think that they're not wrong but talking about civil war collapse uh when you see what the government's doing is one thing uh to say that pat king came out and said the only solution to this is bullets is a lie and i suspect most people are not going to go find the clip of pat king especially since it's very hard to find okay so those are the people that's the players um and where were we so they are now going yeah, just after. on pa- the
1: point if i could on sort of rhetoric and political discourse I, I think that there there's a ton of violent rhetoric um that is being used quite casually Um, And I don't know if it's a social media thing where, you know, people lean into hyperbole and are expressing themselves in ways that, you know, to discern the intent. Um, But what I have observed is given how frequently Mackenzie streams and the duration of the podcast um, and the nature of, his tone and audience and the way that he relates to the audience. Um, it's not a stretch to imagine things being cherry-picked. Um, and I think that sort of the receipts that are brought forward, um, when it's devoid of context, it's, effect- it's effectively useless.
0: Well, I say that like, people's sensitivity to, to what they call violent rhetoric when people associate 1776 with violent rhetoric there, there certainly is a tone online. There's a tone in political discourse. I mean, when you have political officials saying get in the face and harass people, uh, you know, get, get in their faces, uh, take to the streets. Uh, you know, there's, there's always been a, a violent-ish interpretation and some have been more explicit than others. But it is interesting, like you, you take uh, one clip out and you run it catch a bullet well and then you get to bastardize what was actually said and nobody even knows in the original context what it was said that's how it works and that's so that's what the canadian anti-hate network is doing funded by the federal government to demonize one of the most vocal um uh opponents i guess is the word of the federal government and then they use that to create a whole fictitious uh set of circumstances in order to justify violating civil rights and liberties okay so Mackenzie, how does it progress with the con and um, and then more? The so
1: it, it's kind of the pattern that I described earlier, where media picks up on what anti-hate is saying, um, kind of relies on them as an expert source, uh, and then those articles are read by the RCMP. Um, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that the RCMP likely has its own bone to pick with Mackenzie, because mm-hmm. he has been very vocal about... Um, policing failures. There was that mass shooting in Peak, Nova Scotia that occurred in 2020. Um, he had a video that um, was a very scathing takedown and critique of what happened. His views were largely affirmed by the, the commission, the Mass Casualty Commission that came out um, earlier this year, um, but it presumably would have embarrassed the RCMP. Um, similarly, during the convoy, Um, he was the source of text messages leaked to him that showed an RCMP group chat in which they were celebrating acts of violence against civilians. Um, So, you know, the RCMP in doing its investigation, um, it, it is not a stretch to imagine that they were looking extra hard to find something to nail a guy who has been rightly critical of institution.
0: And just to flesh out a little more, I know that my crowd knows a lot about the Nova Scotia shooting, but just to refresh it, Mackenzie was, if not pivotal, a very, one of the early persons to highlight, not just incompetence, because that was the Nova Scotia mass killing that went on for like almost 20 some odd hours with a dude who was driving an RCMP car, which nobody knows if it was real or a replica, wearing a uniform. Um, a, A man who, Prior to the shooting, uh, his killing spree had withdrawn, four, what was it, $400,000 from a private banking uh, account that he had, which many people suggest you can only get if you're on the payroll of the government, that you don't have private banking and you certainly can't withdraw that amount. It, so he, he called out not just incompetence, but potentially criminal negligence, uh, or, or even worse within the RCMP. And he was, I think the first and certainly the most vocal to do it and had the receipts for it and caused you know quite a bit of a stir during the convoy he was also the one who broke the story yeah he showed the text messages where they were making a joke about the 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 horse and what might happen if the horse were to get injured and they'd have to use it i forget exactly what the nature of the joke was but it was rcmp people joking about how they're gonna you know either exploit tragedy or cause violence or whatever during the protest very embarrassing and so it's not that it can't be underestimated, it's like, okay, motive and motive and act have now come together. So the RCMP might have a bone to pick with McKenzie, do definitively, uh, and it might explain some of the bogus charges that he subsequently faced, but they then get to rely on, call it fabrications. Can you flesh it out actually, The, the, the con? We're relying on Twitter trolls, but there was something about members of the Canadian Anti Hate Network LARPing online as Nazis and uh, revolutionaries. Can you flesh that out? Yeah, so
1: so that would be a reference um, largely to Kurt Phillips and his work work with uh, the ARC Collective, um, where he took on different personas. And this is information that um, Elisa Hadigan was privy to firsthand because she was volunteering as a contributor. Um, for that website um, back, you know, many years ago. Um, so she she was aware of some of the tactics that he used. Um, the most shocking example, I suppose, is posing as um, a Russian model um, to basically extract information from Paul Fromm, uh, who is, or was a former high school teacher in Hamilton, um, it has openly espoused white nationalist views um so that's kind of he was targeted for that reason but they ended like he ended up receiving this erotica um that you know had a little bit of uh, child porn in it right and and nothing happened with this information it was just haha look what i was able to obtain same with intimate images things of that nature um and, you know, the LARPing as neo-Nazis um, in last last year, in July of 2022, the Anti-Hate Network published a job description um, looking for someone to infiltrate white supremacist groups, um, produce two to three stories per week, be 100% factually accurate for $55,000 a year. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of you can be accurate, you can write a bunch of stories per week, and you cannot get caught, but you can really only do two of the three, right? And so the idea that civilians would be doing that under like with with the blessing or at the mandate of, of that organization, and I don't know what came of that. I don't know who advertises undercover operations, um, like the, the most charitable explanation is the the, the job process, like the, the nomination process involves submitting pitches for stories. So maybe this was just a way to gather ideas for things to write about is my hope because otherwise that seems like a very dangerous thing to do, um, either putting the individual at risk if they are in fact infiltrating uh, violent groups or dangerous because there will be an incentive to misrepresent and uh, you know fabricate in order to meet a story quota. Um, so that is uh, like, that was openly published. I don't know what came of it, um, but it, it speaks to um, tactics that are underhanded. And the Anti-Hate Network also has a habit of relying in its articles on accounts that are unnamed. And, you know, sometimes the information, it is what it is. It's a clip of a live stream or what have you. Um, but the reliance on people who are concealing their identities, you know, I, I find that that's incompatible with proper journalism.
0: It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I was going to swear, but I don't want to, I don't want to, there's no need, but it's, it's flipping unbelievable. I and mean, this is there's, they're literally manufacturing the hate. I mean, I don't, so go, they go pick on some dude who's already said some things. When you say that he was pretending to be a Russian model, I mean, this is catfishing in in the sense that we're like, pretending to be a sexy woman. Uh, I, I don't know who falls for this on the internet anymore. And who sent who the compromising uh, information?
1: Paul Fromm sent the compromising information, which I, you know, we're not distributing it because it is, effectively you know that's a criminal offense in itself <laughs> so take that for oh my
0: want. goodness okay uh so the, this is what the the cahn is up to and then how does all of this uh interface with the emergencies act invocation the canadian government and the ottawa protest
1: so i think it's important not to overstate um the role of anti-hate or its characterization of Diagelon in invoking the Emergencies Act. However, um, if we think back to February 2022, statements that were being made in the House of Commons, in the Senate, um, by the Public Safety Minister, uh, there was absolutely this um, a hysteria, a frenzy surrounding Diagelon, where it was portrayed at face value as you know a group that maybe seeking territorial sovereignty um you know it, even though that on its face is absurd and in if we go back to the tiktok that you played earlier um you know th- there was an acknowledgement that well it's just a joke but what what's not a joke is the rest of it in february 2022 the just a joke part that wasn't even acknowledged um you know that that was not acknowledged it was taken all at face value um so The the incident at Coots, which for people who aren't familiar, um, there there was a border blockade in Alberta, um, arrests that occurred, um, alleging conspiracy to murder police officers, a weapons cache that was allegedly seized, a tactical vest that had what appeared to be homemade Diagonalon patches. There were other patches as well, um, and and that information somehow didn't really make it into the media. There was this fixation on the diagonal patches. Kootz um, was referenced by Commissioner Rulo, who was in charge of uh, sort of this the the POEC. Kootz um, was referenced as uh, you know a, a, an important factor in bringing in the Emergencies Act, um, but you know it. it there, there wasn't a singular reason why it occurred if we are thinking about holistically everything that was going on um there like Diagon was a part of that I want to bring up the
0: picture of the coots the coots uh, gun seizure because there is a discussion as to whether or not the um let's see i can't i can't see it clear enough here there's a discussion as to whether or not it was even a tactical like a ballistic ballistic vest i can't see it here it's down there on the right so this 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 green thing i don't know if i'm actually using my cursor to circle it but it's unclear as to whether or not it's even a ballistic vest or you know just one of those exercise vests fishing vests but those are the two patches that the media cbc you know displaying the evidence for the world to see as the investigation is ongoing. That's what they claimed was the connection to this alleged conspiracy to murder an RCMP officer in our, in, in Coutts and Diagon. And, uh, Karima I've covered, uh, you know, the, the Coutts for extensively had Jason Levine on so the crowd knows what I think is a political persecution and an absolute outrageous injustice, which employed oddly enough, similar tactics to what the CAHN did with, uh, that, that white nationalist guy you know, a, 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 an attractive young cop meeting with a non-recorded conversation over beers to get admissions that they would then use uh, mm-hmm. against these four people. So everybody knows... I, don't, I the- don't
1: have my finger on the pulse of of that case. What I can say is that um, a series of emails uncovered in the FOIPAP showed that, you know, things were a little bit ass-backwards in that um, public safety minister at the time, Marco Mendicino, he went on television saying that, you know, there's strong connection between what happened in Coutts and a leader who's in Ottawa, which was ostensibly a reference to Mackenzie. And then RCMP was asked for comment on that and they were scrambling to try and put together an explanation for those comments and ended up relying on a, a global news article. So they're quoting the media back to the media in order to but like bolster what the public minister said and it's just it it was that's not the sequence of events that we want to see um in a crisis
0: no, but, and the global news article is referencing the experts and the experts are the cahn i mean this it's it's the spider-man meme in real life it's Mendocino says <laughs> something cites global news as the source global news cites the experts the experts were funded by the government that just cited it i mean this is it's also it's exactly like what they did with uh, not to get too political but with one of the trump um the investigations where they had the steel dossier that they leaked to Yahoo News and then the FBI and secret courts relies on the, the article from Yahoo News, which was based on their own uh, leak to them of this bunk story to justify getting warrants. I mean, it's the same wrap-up smear, wrap-up propaganda uh, that we've seen everywhere. Was this the portion of the 15-minute report that you detailed in the, um, in the memo, in the, what are we calling it, the tome? the 15 minute report where they said, we need something, go, go find us something. No, in 15- no,
1: 15 minute report was a, different, a separate report. Um, that was, uh, a request from higher ups to have some sort of briefing or analysis. Um, it ended up being pretty much a copy paste job. Um, and you know, I understand sort of the, the, in a high stake environment where it's time sensitive, you know, there's a lot of pressure that goes with that. So this isn't a knock on um, the people who were assigned that task, but I expect my government officials to be relying on thoroughly researched and sourced information, not something that's just cobbled together in, in an urgent fashion.
0: All right. So, I mean, I guess the, um, and Mackenzie is going to be coming on in a few minutes. You don't we're going to get all three of us together and, uh, talk for a bit. Do you have anything to leave for soon? I, I don't have a hard stop. Um, so I'm okay. happy to. Okay, cool. So now, all right, so we got Mendicino making the statement about, uh, I remember people during the convoy saying, Viva, you do you know who Jeremy Mackenzie is? Why aren't you talking about this? They just talked about diagonal on a meme thing. I had no idea at the time, but Mendicino, says this is very scary, this is very risky, this militia, Diagilon. Uh, Then they say, well, what the heck are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about a global news article. The global news article is citing the experts that turns out to be con. So this is the, the environment. Um, and the culmination of all of this is, is what, ultimately? What role did Diagilon, um and the Canadian Anti-Hate Network's role in making this the boogeyman play in the invocation of the Emergencies Act?
1: It was, it appears to have been a factor that um, weighed in favor of Trudeau's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act. Um, And, you know, uh, Mackenzie will probably say this himself, as far as chain of command goes, um, Trudeau presumably was relying on law enforcement, his, his public safety minister to identify and assess and triage threats and the information that he was provided we don't know exactly what intel there was. If we're going by the foy pop, it it was probably a bit shoddy. Um, and if he took that at face value, you know, in a leader's position, I, I, I think that it's a bit hard to criticize that. There are other things to be criticized. Um, but, you know, rule flow... In, in referencing Diagelon, um, accepts that it it, uh, it was a threat, and just a point on the on the commission and procedural fairness, um, because Mackenzie was, uh, you know, in remand at the time. He was not like he testified from a jail cell, and there was no prospect of him um, cross examining or applying for standing um, to cross examine any of the countless people who referenced Diagelon or him. Um, so there was a lot of evidence led before the commission that was untested uh, because he didn't have standing to challenge it, including an affidavit um, that was submitted after his testimony um, from Evan Balgward, the executive director of anti-hate. Um, and Jeremy's lawyer wasn't even aware that that happened, let alone have a chance to push back against those allegations. So the, the truth finding, Function of the commission was compromised by these shortcomings.
0: Um, okay, now I'm going I'm to show everyone the report uh, and then I'm going to give everyone the link, although I think everyone has it already. Uh, let me see here. The HateGate affair. Has Hate Gate started trending yet, Karima, in Canada?
1: We've, we've been trending um, since Tuesday. So today is Friday. Uh, we're on day four, I guess. And, you know, I... I in trying to raise people's awareness about what I see as uh, a, a real issue in the way that our institutions were interacting with each other and civilians, you know, it's my objective to speak with as many people as possible and kind of break through the echo chambers that we have built for ourselves. Because this is an issue that it transcends politics, um, as as much as someone may dislike Mackenzie or find, you know, things he says distasteful or abhorrent, you know, the threshold that we have in Canada is criminality. Um, and he's not been charged with hate speech or sedition or terrorism or any such offenses. Uh, and so crucial to be able to look at this situation and say, that could be me. That could be me. And that's why this is important.
0: Well, now I ask as a joke almost, but I'm not even sure it's a joke. It could be you. Have you found yourself at the receiving end of uh, Canadian Anti-Hate Network uh, defamation? Have they accused you
1: of uh, anything that they've accused others of yet? Yeah, that's how I ended up in this position. (laughs) You know, I I was one of the people, honestly, who reflexively says, you know, and this was probably in 2020, 2021. Oh, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, they do good work right? That's just the reflexive response when an organization calls itself anti-hate. I don't like hate. So if someone is anti-hate, that's presumably a good thing, even if I don't know the specifics of what that organization is up to. You know, I've seen them cited in the news, so they must be legit. And that was my mindset um, until I became a target. And I know myself well enough to know that I did nothing to warrant um, the attention that I got the harassment that I subsequently received. Um, and, you know, it, it's ironic that that is what put me on a trajectory to reach out across the aisle and talk to people who I may otherwise, you know, have not wanted to associate with or take that risk. Um, and, you know, that that's truly how we landed here today. So...
0: Now, where um, it it, it was published, the report, I shared the link, it was published, the link to it on Cryer Media. That's where the primary source is? Correct. Okay. And what do you have uh, now planned for the future? I mean, where where do you go from here?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Um, There's a lot more that could be written or said um, about, you know, the, the stuff that we covered. So there are other threads. We could get much more granular about some of the people involved um, you know but for for now uh, I, I think that this high level uh, message which you know tome is is a fair descriptor it, it ended up being a lot longer than we thought we were going to write um, but we had a lot to say um, so we're just gonna sort of focus on the work product that we have right now um, and just continue to keep an eye on the situation
0: All right, now J- Jeremy was in the backdrop and dropped in and out. Um, have you been in touch with Jeremy about the, uh, during the context of this and drafting it?
1: I, I mean, I, I took his quotes. Um, you know, I, I, asked questions kind of along those lines. That's how we were able to put together this narrative. Um, so yeah. And have you had any blowback
0: from people who you might've otherwise considered allies in this, uh, in this era of politics?
1: I've come to stop expecting things from people. Um, So, you know, I I see it as people who read it and read it with an open mind. um, And the reception from that has been very positive. um, And that is, you know, across the political spectrum. Um, And there are others who have entrenched their views um, who may find it difficult to resile from positions that they have taken um, and and so characterize this as something it's not it's not an endorsement of Diagolon. it's not a defense of jeremy mckenzie this is a look into um you know what can go wrong if we aren't rigorous about ensuring separation of powers ensuring that there's you know no political interference, ensuring um, civil liberties.
0: It's an amazing thing where like, yeah, but even by virtue of what they've done, even if it turns out that Diagalon is not only not guilty, not only not guilty, but actually guilty of being a positive influence and helping people have gotten through the last three years of madness, It puts people in a position where nobody is ever going to feel comfortable saying i've got no problem with diagonal i actually think they might have done some good because of the way they've been defamed even if it was totally inaccurate and in that sense it's still you know the objective has been achieved do you know so now you know that the canadian anti-hate network says we're not taking any more money from the government or at least we haven't taken any as of 2023 let's say that um do you have any broader objectives of ending the organization or making it such that that organization ceases to exist because of the harm that it's done?
1: I don't think they're credible. And I don't think that news sources should be relying on what they have to say. So to the extent that they continue to be quoted or treated as a source for information or um, resources, I'm going to be raising this.
0: Fantastic. OK, now, Karima, where can people find you and uh, what can they do to support what you're doing?
1: Um, I'm primarily on, uh, on Twitter. I'll go down with that sinking ship. My handle is Karima Rules, which is um, what I've put here, C-A-R-Y-M-A-R-U-L-E-S. Um, and for more information on this, um, we have a website that's being constructed, hategate.ca. Um, so people can check that out. Um, we'll post updates on there. Um, and there's donation function um, if you're so inclined. We did this, you know, on our own, um, unsubsidized, just because of our experiences, and this felt like an important thing to do. So, it, you know, help us continue to do um, freedom of information requests, to continue to pull threads out of this report, um, and and you know, that's the most we can do. Amazing, Krima. We will be in touch. Keep in touch and. Keep up the good work, Godspeed. Thank you so
0: much. All right, have a good one. Okay, people, I see Jeremy in the backdrop, but I wanna do one thing beforehand because I just got a DM from one Derek Smith who wrote the book. Uh, he wrote the, the, the kids books that are critical of Trudeau and apparently he's, <laughs> he's got a new book. Hold on just 12nd second. Uh, I'm They're gonna go here and I'm gonna give everyone the Amazon affiliate link so that if you go buy this book i'll get five cents a book off amazon but this is the new book before we bring in jeremy young kid's guide get this out of here young kid's guide to grooming <laughs> this is derek smith and Cade knipe illustrator oh my goodness it's the new book people in the trilogy he had one for you know criticizing trudeau i think he had one criticizing jug meat uh and uh now he's got a new book out I'm going to give everybody the link in, uh, in the Rumble chat and locals chat. Here it is, people. Amazon affiliate link. Yes. If you go buy it, you can, you can, I say go buy it. People don't want to support Amazon, but you're actually supporting the creator. And if you use the Amazon affiliate link, even better. Okay. Jeremy McKenzie is in the house and he's going to give us his feedback on what has been going on with him. He's looking good in the, in the small screen that I have looking good. Looking young. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one. Jeremy, sir. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going broad. What the hell is that in the background, sir? That's an act of war.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. That's all I can say.
0: Jeremy, you know what? Not that I feel emboldened. I showed it when I got it, but I showed it yesterday. Now that uh, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network has been uh, exposed for what they are, I still don't know who sent them to me. Hold on, let's <laughs> let's get in here. But I keep everything that people send to me. You, the
4: yep, ring, because oh. you're a terrorist now. That's this is the rings of power. <laughs> and when we have many of these, five were given to men, you know, and six to the dwarves, and so on. So
0: it's like it's like a Super Bowl ring for a game that yeah. you know I've I've barely played in. Well, what, uh, that
4: was my friend Derek Harrison. He came up with that idea. He thought it would be hilarious to sell, yeah, these big honking Super Bowl-type rings as, like, a fundraiser. There were, like, ten. They didn't cost very much to produce, you know. They knock knockoff rings. But it, it was a, a fundraiser. Rather than just be like, hey, give us money for legal fees and stuff, he's like, I'll, you know, give you something, right? So he, you know, put a lot of effort to get all this done, and he, you know, got us a lot of money for my defense. So thanks to Derek well, sp- very much for that. And everybody else that bought one, thank you very much.
0: I didn't buy it, but I, I – I, uh, yeah. Somebody. I think did. I, I, no, no, I know. So, and we, I, I, we, we, we did our, did my best to help you with what you were going through. Uh, I so, Jeremy, that. F- first of all, how, I mean, l- let me ask the obvious question: In as much as there can be some form of vindication in a system where there can be no justice, how vindicated do you feel having read this report um, from Karima and Elise Hadigan?
4: I think they did a great job. I think they did a I, I couldn't believe what they'd done in such a short time, just you know, five or six days or something from when I, you know, gave her the gave her the documents. And I thought, you know, um, she'd been paying attention to a lot of this for a long time. She's, you know, familiar with all the players and everything that was, you know, going on. She'd been following my court cases and stuff. So she was the sent, you know, the perfect person to to tell the story, really. Um, so I just, you know, let her do it and <laughs> answered whatever questions and stuff she had. And I wasn't really sure how it was gonna turn out. You know, I had you know, you hope for the best, but the, uh, what was revealed in these, in these, uh, you know, in this, in these Foy pop document dump is outrageous. Uh, it's you know more than, more than I expected, but it's ab- about what I expected, I guess, in, in the sense that this is, this is basically what I've been saying for two years, that this is what's going on. I've been saying, people ask me what's, you know, with the the militia army <laughs> or what's with all of the terrorism or whatever it is. When they broach the subject, I would say, well, listen, this is what's actually going on. And they'd say, Oh yeah. yeah. The experts have said this. And I read this in the news. And I, and I said, I, I know it sounds impossible. However, uh, I assure you this is true because I know what I've done. and I know what I've not done. I know what the people around me, you know, I, I, what I've witnessed and what I haven't. So this is, um, you know, this is just, yeah, uh, it's good. It's, it's nice to see that, that now that we have a smoking gun that, um, you know, my friend Alex was saying, you know, Fairdem has told the last couple of days. So many of these freedom groups were trying to prove and say, what was the cause of the emergency act? What, what was the, you know, what was the impetus? What, what was the, na- what was the button to push? Something. There had to be an overall. You know, you've got oh, there were rapists. No, oh, there weren't. Well, there was arsonists. There's not. There was all of these things. Well, oh, well, there's this militia though. And all right, good enough, I guess. And and they just ran with it. And. You know, that's it's exactly what what is what is described in these documents. Everybody, you know, called us crazy. And but, you know, I I knew it was going to come to this sooner or later anyway. I mean, you know, no matter how long you can run, the truth, you know, is forever and it, it will catch up to you sooner or later. Um, But I, you know, feel good for the people that stood by me um, and put themselves out there like yourself and and many others who, you know, kind of lent their name to saying, you know, I believe this guy. I think this is nonsense at risk of, you know, for they don't know what I know and they didn't know all of this stuff. And it's like I could have turned out to be a liar. I could have. And then they would look ridiculous, have egg on their face. And that, you know, would suck for somebody who put their heart in the right place and trying to do the right thing. So for those people, I'm very grateful and thankful and, and people like yourself, and all my supporters. And I hope that I hope they feel good uh about
0: it you know the amazing thing is uh, like i we did our first stream where you where we went over your story i think it was like three or four days before the next scandal of of what i believe are lies of tweets came out on on twitter and Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh you had this guy he beat he beat up a woman on your channel how do you feel now I was like first of all a that that story came out after i interviewed him and b i spent three hours with this guy if he's lying to me, he's a very convincing liar and I'm a pretty decent <laughs> judge of character. But for those who don't nope. know, like I, I think everybody out there does know, but just tell it, like, you're not a schnook, you're not someone with a checkered past. You're an actual military veteran who put life and limb on the line in defense of, of country and citizens. And uh, until now, had, as far as I remember, never had any run-ins with the law, criminal records. No. Um, and the shit only hits the fan when you become critical of the government and expose the deep, um, you know, corruption and incompetence of the RCMP. Who, give us the 30,000 foot elevator pitches to who you are and your, your military experience.
4: Well, I did 14 and a half years and <clears throat> not not a, I only intended to do a little bit, but you know, the war happened and it was right around, I got in when I was 16, 17 years old. And you know, you get the TV fill in your head with all kinds of ideas if we're being attacked by Muslim invaders and it's a holy war and there's terror, you know, you, you remember what, what was going on and you're a 16 year old kid and, People are upset and scared and you're growing up and you want to prove yourself in the world and you want to step up and say, I will fight these people for you. I will defend this place, you know, and and how much to go through all of that and to see, you know, everything that we did, um, which, you know, doesn't feel good. In retrospect, a lot of you know things that have come out since that people have learned about what this wars were really about. To then come home and you know try to try to fix some things and try to tell the truth about some things you've learned in your experiences and then and again be doubled down and attacked again by the same you know people you had signed up to defend and it was just kind of a sense of you know I I feel good that this is out there now but you know it was like what do I have to, how much do I have to bleed for this before you take you you understand that I'm you know I'm not I don't I mean well I'm I mean my heart's in the right place here I'm not you know uh, when I think of Canada, Canada is the people that live here. It's not the magic dirt or a building or an office chair somebody sits in. It's the it's the men and women, the people that live here, my friends and family and and everyone else's. And to say that like I'm intending to destroy the, I'm going to kill these people, I'm going to attack, I'm going to commit terrorism and violence, like that's you know the opposite of of you know the kind. Of, I've been trying to protect this and you know you know kind of my whole life. This is just what I've want. Some people want to play guitars, you know. Some people want to do different things, and this is just um, what I ended up doing. And when I got out of the army, I started doing the podcast and you know, I've, uh, I'm a passionate guy. I get fired up about things and, and I have kind of a humorous way of communicating sometimes. So I just combined them both and made it a show and it was successful and you know I ran with it. Not everybody liked it. So some of these people decided we're going to turn you into the, uh, we're going to turn you into the nuclear hot potato we use for political reasons to get funding, to pass laws, to do all of these things. And, it was yeah. kind of a game of chicken. It was, like, you know, who's gonna who's gonna back off first? And I was just I refused, and it got to the point where it escalated. Where you know now I'm in jail. I'm being hauled across the country on a national warrant for a common assault charge, which was eventually stayed anyway.
0: Oh yeah, we're, um, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. let me just just bring up the evidence here. This is from February 15, 2022. Anti hate experts concerned about possible neo fascist involvement at Alberta trucker convoy. The Canadian Anti Hate Network tweeted on Monday that gear seized by police at coots included a plate carrier with diagonal patches i mean the 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 list goes on because all you have to do is just google canadian anti-hate network and diagonal and you'll see the the years of 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 propaganda and lies that we now know the story of because of that expose um okay so hold on tell the world now uh when were you first charged with something what has happened to those cases what's gone on with morgan uh you've been debanked uh, yep. because of what you've been accused of what's the so situation she, now
4: she's been debanked as well um so i was first arrested in january 2022 right before the convoy like a couple of weeks prior and i was you know in the police disclosure files they're like oh he's planning to go to the convoy so we better get him soon like we want not they were planning to you know wrap me up in some things and um that case uh has been stayed as well uh what were, what were you
0: arrested what were you arrested on in january prior to in
4: january well there's two there's kind of two cases sort of that stemmed out of you know uh, basically a week of of silliness and uh one was in cape breton that one has been stayed that was for uh some four two or four i can't remember uh firearms charges that you know the day of the trial that "Ah, never mind and then uh the others are ongoing and i have two other cases that are ongoing and they're all some of them are there's overlap between some of the characters and people involved in some of the ones that have since been dismissed and the ones that are ongoing so i can't really you know for strategic Un- reasons you know but for sure it, when it's all over i'm more than happy to uh you know explain which, to everybody what's going on
0: which ones have been stayed is the term for the charges withdrawn
4: yeah which, uh, which the, ones the saskatchewan case and the uh some of the firearms charges in nova scotia
0: and so you get to the date was it literally at the day of the trial
4: that was, I think it was a, for a Monday morning. Uh, we had to go, you know, for trial, and it was like a Friday evening. The Crown called and was like, you know, kind of kicking rocks, like, well, I think, well maybe just, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can't really, I don't know how what I'm, I can or can't say about that at all, but yeah, that was that was okay, I,
0: you could that that's what happened. So, the the, the you don't go to trial on, on some of them, you have yet to be convicted on any of them, yeah. Um, And you were used as the, or diagonal based on that one patch on that vest, which we don't even know if it's a ballistic vest or a fishing vest, how it came into. (laughs) Um, There's a
4: lot of people talking about things they don't understand. I've noticed like a ballistic vest. What does that mean? A ballistic vest means it has ballistic defensive capabilities. There's a armor plate in there. There's uh, fragmentation, you know, insulate. There's, it doesn't have any of those things. The RCMP even knows what those are. I don't know. Um, I don't know it didn't appear to look like way the way they, they were sitting on the tables and stuff in on the picture If they were they would have taken the plates out laid them out and taken pictures of all this and stuff And no one's done that with the property they've taken for me curiously enough But in their, uh in that photo, I, I took a lot of it was a very strange the whole thing was very strange And I criticized it at the time as such and saying I don't this, this doesn't this is all very bizarre
0: I want to get the pi- I, I need to get the picture so that we can see this once and for all if I save the picture not save image as okay here we go I Can do it like this I'll do RC- there was something else
4: i think that uh karima noticed again they did a great job and also uh, what they did to i think it's worth mentioning Elisa hadigan as well if you read through this expose that karima and her put together what they did to her was equally more in my opinion uh disgusting what they did to me i think she's a, a you know more of a victim of these people than i am
0: Expl- uh, explain it while i do this here in the backdrop
4: yeah um, well they yeah, they've got a history again as well with Kurt Phillips bird. they used her to as a kind of a teenager I think she was about 18 and and part of this heritage front you know slash CSIS pretend neo-nazi group that they were using to entrap people and honeypot people for you know oh look at the Nazis we found that we created give us money we need more you know we need a bigger agency and Uh, you know, she ended up, uh, being used and abused by them and thrown away quite a bit. They made a movie. I made a little movie about her life story and, and, you know, basically lifted all of this and, and then sued her for it or something. It's crazy. It got really, you'd have to go read it. It's, it's really insane. And you'd think it, it was crazy. So if you think what happened to me is bad, it's, uh, and why it was included as well is because this isn't the first time. This is what these people do.
0: It wasn't an accident. It's, it's, this is their function. The this is the M- point of them. The mo. It's the same mo as the Anti Defamation League in the states. It's the same mo as the uh, SPLC. I mean, it's it's there's the, the <laughs> hate, the hate, the racism, the anti-Semitism is in such high demand. They have to manufacture, fabricate it so they can justify their own existence. Or at the very, at the very least exacerbate it because when you start looking at some of the players involved in this, you know damn well what some people are going to think and conclusions are going to come to as to who is sowing discord among, among society as a whole. Here, I got the, I got the picture now. This is one this one of
4: the Americans I talked to said you should call it the Northern Poverty Law Center.
0: <laughs> oh. six, I, I was, very good. Now, why I want to highlight this, because as I say it out loud, this is the vest. We're going to yeah. get pixelated. All yeah. of this was thrown together. Like we don't know where any one piece of evidence was found. As far as I know, we don't know if that vest had nothing had had no relation to firearms. Where it was found, it could have been found with a fishing right. pole. Like so, right. yeah, but they throw
4: People it in. People do use them for these things. I know guys that go hike, on hikes with stuff like this because they they put weights and stuff Dude, in it for fitness training. I... And it's like it's a it's a vest. It's a backpack. It's a. You know I what had... about it is nefarious? It's green and it looks scary. Like you, you know. know. Well, I
0: I had one of those forty pound vests that was stacked yeah. with weights. I and I would jog with it in public, but then it was like you do. You look like you're wearing a a bomb. And it's like, oh, well, I put <laughs> it under my shirt, and then it looks like I'm just like bloated. And then it was like, also, it's bad for you. Don't jog yeah. with a forty pound vest on. But it's, I I it's... I, I use them for fishing. You have yeah. them. They have pockets. You put your so anyways okay i just wanted to highlight I that just,
4: it's it's a culture thing i mean in the army we would have guys running around with the base on them for training and stuff and a guy would run by you but you could tell he doesn't you know, guys even have plates and you know <laughs> weak he's just running to look like he's running hard but he's not even wearing plates so it's a total versus the civilian street someone calls a SWAT team because a man's wearing a vest they don't understand it's just you know we've got a very soft people and they're very easily frightened it's like a world of skittish little you know, forest creatures
0: oh yes you know what they say about soft <laughs> people they create hard times jeremy They do
4: and i, I sometimes we feel like we might be living or heading into some rougher ones but um it's the cycle like you said i was listening a little earlier these these are the, the the wheel turns you know every every so many hundreds of years you know the average lifespan of a country is about 200 250 years things fall apart people fight it goes to hell it happens and man, part of what it- i've been talking about oh they're planning i'm saying i don't like the situation i don't like the weather forecast as it were And i think you should probably take that into consideration maybe start planning accordingly because uh, the cost of not doing so and it does happen you get blindsided means your your family and you don't make it That's not good. You know, I don't want that to happen to anybody. So let's raise awareness about this so maybe we can avoid it rather than just quietly shut up, eat cheese, and let the government run everything into the ground until we're all starving in the streets
0: the the very idea of pretending it's it's verboten to talk about it i mean at at the at the social scale you have uh the fall of civilizations but even on the on the the mac what is it the micro or the macro the whole expression uh what is it elbow sleeve to elbow sleeve in three generations i forget what the exact or rice patty to rice patty in three generations the idea being one generation of a kid grows up in poverty works hard becomes wealthy uh raises a family and they manage but then the next the third generation has forgotten what it took to make that in the first place pisses it all away and then lo and behold the third generation is back to the rice paddy yeah. um, it, yeah. it, it, it works at a, at a global social scale as well mm. uh, and then you know yes prepare for or if yeah. it's going to happen the accelerationism is so stupid it's like
4: yeah
0: if it the idea that if something bad's going to happen um you know let's let's get it over with yeah. is not a threat it's an observation Well, they just, they just
4: lazily took this, you know, so there's a definition called militant accelerationism. I think the FBI maybe came up with this term, but there's a specific, like, what does this mean? They think it means exactly this. It means when people are trying to hasten the collapse of a state or a government, so they go about destroying food supplies, power stations, anything that's going to create, you know, amplify the chaos and then, you know, hasten the collapse. That's what So they're like, oh, well, we'll just drop the militant part, call it acceleration as I'm not really explaining what it means. It sounds bad, though. It sounds scary. So we're being propagandists. We're only appealing to emotion because that's what we do here at the Edward Bernays Center of Anti-Hate. And we're going to appeal to everyone's emotion and make things sound scary. We'll play some, you know, some ominous undertone piano music or something while we run a Fifth Estate slow motion piece where we cut the horse trampling off at the last frame and then take an out of context clip of Pat King. And then we'll have Evan Balgord there and be like, I gonna use bullets, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's it's absurd, they should be humiliated, they should be embarrassed, and uh, these people shouldn't have work in this country. They're, they're very malicious. Well, let, let, let him, and
0: let, they're malicious, let them get- Malevolent. Sued. Let them get sued the way any ordinary organization or people would have gotten sued. Yeah, they should Certainly, be. it's not a question, when they had hashtag ban the, uh, ban the ADL in the states yeah. with Elon. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't need to ban them, but they sure as hell should not get government funding. They should be sued mm-hmm. like every other person or organization that maliciously defames people. Yeah. Su- the heck was that? Um, cops no one shut down (laughs) this this stream is over um yeah yeah, they should should just be sued and and be exposed to the the consequences of their legal judicious consequences Mm. um i think what
4: uh part of the culture that some people maybe don't understand because yeah ban the like they, they go to the extreme on purpose it's like ask for the moon and if they give you half of that, you're like, that's really what I was looking for. Anyway, I just wanted some. We just want some accountability. We want some sense. We want some whatever. So you go all the way to the end and demand this. You know, we ban them just you know everything, and they're like, well, we can't do all of that. But we'll-. but if you ask for
0: uh, just a little bit, we won't get anything. Well, so. the only reason I don't like the ban the hashtag is because I. I, I- for the side that says we don't want to ban, we don't want to deplatform, we don't mm. want to cancel, to adopt that, and I appreciate it is a uh, not a hyperbolic. It's a strategy. Yes, yeah. nobody really means ban the A.D.L. How do you ban a private well, organization? Well, some some people
4: do, and they've done some criminal things. Like they've done a lot of really insane. So it's oh. like how, it, like mora- morally, like uh, this is something people need to look at. And there's that there isn't laws really, or is there? I don't know. It would take some kind of, ed- you know, scholarly legal mind to really look at this and go. What it, so I've I made the example so you could take someone like Bernie Farber or Evan Balaguer or the Anti Hate Network and you can take something like some other cl- cases I'm aware of where someone can oh that was a mean tweet that is criminal harassment I'm charging you as a you are criminally harassing this person because you tweeted something they didn't like okay fair enough that okay that's criminal harassment so what is it the Anti Hate Network has done when they spin up an, an animus nebulous you know toxic cloud around someone to destroy their life
0: intentionally on purpose. It's- it's it's targeted harassment. Right. It's defamation. It's tortious interference with business contracts. It's it's everything, and they do it yeah. government funded. And and the, yeah. but it's the circle jerk, this vicious circle, the the wrap up smear that that just blows my mind. We're in Canada, somehow we think we're immune from like January sixth type corruption. We think we're immune from uh, Russia Gate type collusion hoaxes. It's no. the exact same thing, but on a smaller scale. Where the international community doesn't care, but Canadians bloody well should. What, um, well, I mean, what's, your, what's your, what's your situation now? So you have a few pending trials. Do you have any dates scheduled? There is
4: one in the, well, they keep, well, there's a lot of disclosure motions. Like things keep happening and the things keep coming up and I, you know, I'm, I'm here to win. I'm not like looking for, I'm paying like, yeah, go get it. Go investigate this. Hire this guy. Go get this. Get Turn over every rock. They show you everything. I don't care. Cause I want to I want this this is my life and this is my reputation and everything on the and not just for me but for everybody that believed in me and supported me you know they they need to be vindicated for for their beliefs I believe that when people you know put their put their faith and energy in something that they they, they should be rewarded for it and not just you know taken advantage of or something but so that's going on I'm working on you know three other ones there's one is scheduled for well the, the saskatchewan was was for January but that was gone and then there's I don't, I don't know if they even have dates yet uh it wouldn't be until next year in 2024 anyway
0: now i i i have to i'm gonna have to broach the subject because i don't want to feel like i'm not because of whatever yeah yeah coots for and that Mm -hmm. whole the the with the broader the broader issue around that first of all are you in touch with the guy with the coots for what's your is there any resentment between you and them between them towards you has has some of the rumorings um affected their perception of you or the relationships that you might have had
4: not, not to my knowledge. I only know the only one I've talked to uh, is is Lysak or I've you know, <clears throat> he was a popular um, or he was uh, a big big fan of the podcast, and he was you know, uh, I met him a couple of times at these barbecues and stuff. Nice guy, sweet guy. Met his kids, met his daughters. You know, good people. And um, yeah, you feel terrible that this happened. You know, basically they use this narrative to you know, cherry. Oh, this guy is big and scary looking, and we'll kind of slam him in there. Um, I haven't spoken to the other three guys. I don't know them. I think one of the other ones may have been a, a fan or a friend of Lysax or something, but I don't, I know the other two guys from a hole in the ground. I don't, never met them, never talked to them. I don't know anything. Um, so that's as far as the connection goes. Uh, I have spoken to Chris a couple of times, uh, a little bit more lately. He's, you know, I said, yeah, call me anytime, man. If you, if it helps you pass the time, cause I've done this myself now a couple of months in there and it's just. It's a it's a great way to pass the day if you can get on the phone for a couple of hours and just, you know, call people and just, you know, pass time. and have you know, have these conversations with people and keep your mind going, or, you know, help you from going crazy. Um, you know, so I was like, anytime you want. So he's called me a couple of times. We chit chat about some certain things. And they're anticipating um, this envelope opening coming soon when this Subta- judge returns from his oh, vacation. Geez. Yeah, it's supposed coming to be up.
0: actually. Yeah. What, what next week? September, 15th? Mm-hmm. i think so
4: i think he's back from vacation. i don't think they have a date until november or something though but from what i understood it sounded like there's some serious problems or flaws with the case it sounds like and the judge kind of went i'm gonna go on vacation for a month and <laughs> well, when I, I get back that- <laughs> maybe things are different you know because you know what i mean you know I, that's how i interpret it everyone's like why and is he just gonna go on vacation i'm like well we don't know exactly what's going you on you know what you don't, I- don't want to ruin careers and you know if you don't have to right so it's like oh, the door is open for this to all go away if you want you know so i'm gonna be on fishing when i get back you know i think that's maybe what's going on but we'll see
0: well that's a very interesting interpretation there are some who say it's total corruption how dare the judge mm. go on vacation when i this... don't think so I I think well, and well and then jason levine is the more favorable he says look it was already scheduled dates are hard to find mm. right um jeremy your your interpretation i i dare say is the most plausible <laughs> um this shit's fucked up, and you guys better <laughs> fix it. And here, let I me thought go we on wouldn't vac- swear on this show. <laughs> let me go on vacation. Oh, now I, that I, I'm I, here, everybody can swear. No, no, no. Okay. no I, I, I've I've, lo- I've lost my filter swear. Um, I just oh. I don't Fuck want I don't like want any- Oh yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> I I called. I called someone a fucking idiot and a wild piece of shit on Twitter because the guy said September 11 was a terrorist attack. January 6 was a terrorist attack. And I said, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. the, the, it, so there's
4: disrespectful. There's,
0: there's disrespectful. And then there's like, I, I think, you know, some of us are more or less connected to September 11th, depending on whether or not you actually, you know, had family in New York and, and those yeah. who didn't have friends. And those who didn't have friends, everyone has a connection to here. You, you want to yep. fucking you want to you want to be that dumb? I'm sorry, I've lost my swear, my swear filter. Yeah, Um, it was a horrible
4: day. That was one of the worst day. I remember I was 15 years old and watching my mom crying on TV and I didn't know what was, you know, but it was evident something very serious was happening. And then we watched the second one happen live on TV and I was like, we're going to war,
0: yep. Jeremy, I was 21. I would say yeah. twenty or twenty one I just I, it was a Tuesday morning I was getting ready mm. to go to McGill Philosophy class, yeah. and then I, I get school. up and I yeah, no, and I was still living at my parents' place. I go lie down on my dad's bed and I see the TV running and there's smoke coming yeah. out of the building, and yeah. then I'm watching, and then I forget what exactly happens, but then you know there's some talking head on television, yeah. and then we see a second plane fly into it in yeah. real time, and this woman says. Is it possible there's some beacon that's drawing the planes to the buildings? And <clears throat> the, you know, the guy that she's talking to is like, no, it's pretty clear that this is deliberate. Yeah. And then, you know, I got my brother in New York. I got my sister in New York. And I'm, t- I'm on the phone yeah. with my brother as the first tower starts falling. And he's freaking out because he sees it like three seconds before me and he starts screaming on the phone. And I was like, what's going on? And then I see it on my yeah. TV. Oh, and then I'm going to have some dipshit, Christian Snell or whatever, Tristan Snell, tell me yeah. that January 6th was 9 11. You
4: yeah, 2,800 people died, man. And that war killed millions of people that followed on and sued it, millions around Iraq, all over Libya, Africa, the Middle East. And now we've got the migrant crisis as a result. So people are now the violence in the streets in Europe and America, North America, because of the migrant crisis. Like this is all connected to that event. That one event, that wound that, you know, went into the psyche of of the Western world is still killing people to this day. And you're going to compare that to some people that walked around a building. You're you're an outrageous, silly person to think those things, and no one should ever listen to anything you say ever again.
0: You're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, no, and and, and then the... uh, Not not to say
4: nothing of the the hundreds of police officers and firemen that courageously, you know, oh, I I guess I'll go in there and try to save some people at at risk of my own life, and many of them did die. And it's like, oh, but there was the time when Orange Man was bad and TV played scary music, and I got scared at home in my bed eating chips, so that's the same. Outrageous. (laughs)
0: outrageous um, what's your, what's been your schedule now you're you're, you're doing the raging dissident uh, regularly still uh, I mean, when I can, it, it's been
4: crazy the last few months or I even mean, since I got out of jail, really. But it's uh, yeah, I try to do three days a week, but it's not always feasible. It takes a lot out of you. I mean, I'm sure, you know, doing this a lot. Yeah. It's, a, you know, it can be very emotionally draining, especially some of the topics and subject matter I get into. And it's, you know, it can be very personal sometimes, especially, you know, recently 9-11 just passed and an anniversary of a friend of mine that, you know, took his life last year. And again, it's that maybe he'd still be alive if we didn't have to go fight in this hellhole for no reason. Uh, we could be hanging out right now or, or maybe we never would have known each other, but he'd be alive right and it's like this is just the stuff you live with is it and then to have people just you know just flippantly say
3: like oh it's the same thing
4: they have no idea what they're talking about and the same now you've got the ukraine war and everyone's like we have to slava ukraine we have to you know uh the people that are so enthusiastic and you know want to support wars and we have to support they're the ones that are the least qualified and know the least about what they're talking about you should never be excitable or or enthusiastic to engage in any kind of warfare at all it's a very somber you know thing uh, that shouldn't have to happen but
0: no. And then, and then you hear, you know, the, the, I just, it blows my mind. I just can't understand it. That the people who we now know have been definitively lying to us for decades, yeah. Yeah. This, the, the same people who know this still say they've, but they're right now. They're right now. Like, oh <laughs> yes, they, they were wrong about the weapons they've of always... mass destruction, but they're right now they were wrong about COVID, but they're right now. Yep. And, yeah. and, and they believe it true. It's so true that yeah. they will, they will. Oh, Jeremy, have, um, have you received any blowback? Uh, on the interwebs, after having been accused of being a fed, a
4: bit. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, mean, you get you get harassment. You get people, you know, saying sh- you know crap to you. And you you got to have a thick skin to do this kind of thing. I'm sure you understand. Like it's just you, you're expo- It's like everyone's personal reality show. They pick people to follow, and then they just kind of uh, you know. So you deal with stuff like that. And but it also you know damages reputation because once that's called fed jacketing. It was invented by the FBI, I believe, in the 60s or 70s regarding the, it was the Black Panthers because they're having a tough time infiltrating them gathering intelligence because well they're a black power institution and you've got the you know white fbi like how am i going to sneak in so they invented <laughs> how, this. Do, how do you do fellow B-
0: fellow black yeah, fellow <laughs> <other> black
4: americans <laughs> like is your name paul you know you're playing as hell <laughs> i don't think he's gonna fly you know black power. but um so they you know fed jacketing and what they came up with is like you know they used to call their masters of psychological warfare these you know the enemy i, I would call it as a monolith but um so they would say oh well uh these certain guys they would just accuse them of being federal agents or make make inferences and so on and this creates paranoia and distrust and then the group you know starts looking inward and nobody trusts each other they start fighting and in this way you've disrupted the group you know just by just by leveling an accusation they call it fed jacketing or bad jacketing mm-hmm. where you'd have like your black panther's jacket but underneath it says fbi you know so this was kind of the plan that they've been doing and this has been happening for. and they started doing it to me and I, then when they, as soon as they did that i was like i got you it's over. You got nothing left when you're when you're down to this because that was all they had on the black Panther, You know, at that time, it's like, well, we'll just accuse them of something and we'll try to. And now they're doing the same thing. People that I I suspect are government affiliated, like B.J. Dichter and others like that, who seem to be running in these kinds of circles and also avoid all kinds of all scrutiny, all you know consequences, despite you know their positions. But they you know flippantly and enthusiastically want to call people feds and stuff with no with no explanation and no evidence whatsoever. I've yet to see anything. And then you know our guys. I'll call him uh, CRJ is his, uh, you know, an acronym for his online handle. He went and got this A tip and with all this evidence and information. So we had to go and then it's like you're guilty until you're proven innocent in this country. And we had to prove our own innocence and be like, see here. And where is now? Where are all of these people with the Fed accusations? Where have you gone? Did I go? (laughs) I went out of my way to expose all of this. And and we went and Kareem and all of this had to happen because it's all, again, is just another layer of the psychological (laughs) onion (laughs) trick to. Like, how far, how deep does it go? You know, it's ridiculous.
0: Well, I, people use the term Fed in many ways. They're not all, they're not necessarily mutually incompatible, but they could be like, yeah. oh, you, you didn't start off as a Fed, but now you're cooper- cooperating right. or collaborating with, so you become one. But, you know, right. they, they they accuse Owen Schroyer in, in, in the States, or some people do, and I can see how some people can see it, but yeah. Feds typically don't go to jail, you know, for, for right. 60 days. Uh, f- feds don't get hauled across the country in solitary. Yeah. But it's then very, if It's very hardcore
4: to agree to that, like, all will do no, it or, just or, to... Like if like the Departed is that what we're going with a, mo- a Scorsese movie where it's like we're gonna give you an assault charge you'll do three months just so the the uh, Whitey Bulger guy ga- I think that's what the movie is based on is Whitey Bulger's guys just so they buy it you know so you know they like well who would go to prison for three months is that what you really think this is this is what's going on again at all this time in the military and all that like at what point does it does it become enough for you you know it's like a heads you win tails you I lose situation it's like there's no some people are just never going to be convinced no matter what you say. No matter what proof you have to provide, no matter what, so I just, you know, I just disregard them because they're not serious people. They're not people that should be taken seriously. They're just ideologues. They're people that just, you know, they're dogmatically aligned with whatever they've decided is true, and they'll stick to that no matter how ridiculous it gets. And that's how I, um, the, the 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 crux of all of this was. Um, I heard somewhere, I read somewhere, maybe you know, it was basically uh, force a tyrant to act like one, and I thought that was a really profound thing to say. Where it's like, if I can prove, if I can show everyone who these people really are, then it'll be obvious instead of me just accusing them and they can go, Oh, this is crazy. It's like, well, I'll set up a situation where you're going to have to, you know, I'm going to put some pressure on you and, and see and see how you react. And, and in the end, what did the Canadian government do? Well, they acted like tyrants, didn't they? So
0: People were saying the video was, was freezing on Rumbles, and uh, regard. Sa- I get the the final version saved on on Streamyards, anyhow. So I'll I'll re-upload if there are problems, but just try refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, is there any other development that has occurred that I should ask you about that I haven't?
4: It'd <laughs> be tough to think. I don't know. There's a lot. To, I mean, we've been pretty wrapped up in the hate gate stuff in the last few days, and um, I'm I'm not sure. I got, I've got some other. Um, motions and stuff coming up at the end of this month and then um, you know ongoing for the next so probably we'll, eight to ten months but
0: well g- you'll, um, you'll come back on when there's when there's stuff that you can report on develop there yeah. uh, where can people find you i mean i think everybody knows but i put your twitter handle in the description but where can people find you. you
4: uh raging dissident.com has, has all of my social media links my substack telegram channel all of those things um, that i'm not banned from it's, all the old banned ones are still there but you can to once you know once and done and go get it there there's a shop you can buy some shirts and stuff and we use that to you know feed ourselves <laughs> and what have you so you know we appreciate the support and everything's just uh, all in one place Ragingdissonant.com.
0: all right amazing thank you very much i'm gonna i'm gonna cut uh, ordinarily i'd end with you but i'm gonna read some rumble rants and then go sure. over to locals um first of all i'll say this i like you and I think you are a good person. And if you make a fool of me, that. well, then so, so be it. But I I've think- got a lot of
4: people that, yeah, yeah. Karima basically expressed to say, so if you blow up a building
0: now, and I'm like, oh, I can't control what you, what you might do in the future. Don't do anything stupid. I think you're, you're a good man. And you've done good. I think good. she bought
4: it, people. I think she bought
0: it. We're still alive, Jeremy. The mission um, is a go. Yeah. So that yeah. so we will we will keep in touch and and with any Appreciate updates it. you'll come back on yeah. and, and, and and
4: again thank thank you so much for your you know support and sticking your neck out for me and I don't know a lot of people you were the first one of the first people that called me when I got out of jail <clears throat> not for an interview or for any reason you just wanted to see if I was doing okay and how I you know and I, I appreciated that it meant a lot to me and and you put up some of your own money and the fundraiser and everything you know it just thank you for doing that and a lot of people were, were very grateful. I'm a so, short and, and I'm a short man and my, my is – well, yeah. Uh, so my,
0: the, the joke is i've got a short neck to stick out but yeah the, yeah but it's, it's been my pleasure jeremy so we'll, we'll, thank you very we'll, much we'll keep in touch all right thank you talk to you soon Thanks. all, all right. right bye-bye okay i'm going to do the rumble rants here then we're going to go over to locals and then i'm going to take a bit of a break because i'm going live with uh, another jeremy the quartering at one o'clock on his channel uh i'm still irritated about what people said was crackling but i was listening to it on my end and i didn't hear any crackling and then someone DM'd me in Twitter, said it wasn't that bad, Viva, calm down. But uh, if there are trolls in there, and I know that there are who want to distract my... See, now I hear myself talking. Oh, cripe. Where did it... Just... There it is. Okay. Now I hear myself. Um, anyhow, I, I'm, I've got my neuroses under control, so even the trolls cannot distract me because I'm very much aware of my own mental... Oh, look at that ugly face. dear! God, and look at the hand gesture. That's it. Someone's going to accuse me of something. Maria Patel. $5 Rumble Rant says, please, let's not forget the coots for corruption in Canada's justice system. Political prisoners who have been in jail, often solitary confinement in Alberta for a damn near two years. 575 days straight now. We will not forget them. We will not stop talking about them. And all right, we got Mark Edmund says, crackle is very minor. It isn't bad at all. The funny thing is I was listening to somebody on Rumble this morning and their mic was crackling to the point where like, okay, I'm going to change the channel. And... um. <laughs> ooga booga says oh no i'm an anti-semite now with that hand gesture viva and a racist terrorist and when i make donations it's in multiples of 18 the adl has got my number pun intended and then we got um m, oh, m-, m-, m- sidloy says and i can read it shana david which is happy new year because i'm fairly certain it's rosh hashanah starting tonight I'm, a bad, I, I, I'm, I'm bad, I'm bad, I've lost track of the holidays because I've lost track of the changing of the seasons because in Florida, there's only one season. Uh, I wish you and your family a year of health, happiness, and success. Thank you. I'll take I'll take 80 years of health. Oh, forget the success part. I'll just take health and happiness because I think health and happiness equals success. Whew. Okay. Okay, good. And RGW says, w- uh, intermittent, if one blip here or there, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, the one I was listening to was unlistenable. It was... And I thought, because I, okay, anyhow, it doesn't matter. Uh, Awesome stream, Jeremy McKenzie, true hero of great honor, great courage and valor, all the respect, that's from Century 2020. Scambot says, thanks, Viva, much respect. Scambot, you have a very unfortunate name. You might wanna, (laughs) I'm joking. No, I'm not joking, but I think it's on purpose. Oh, did it freeze again? Anyhow, if it's freezing, uh, I'm gonna re-upload it because I get the clean video. Oh, let me just take this out of the screen here. I get the clean video regardless on my end through StreamYard. I'm gonna go over to locals now. There's some comments there. There's some, oh, tips. Hold on one second. We're gonna have, and I'll take a few questions there. Give our locals community an exclusive. We'll have some discussion. Boom, shakalaka. Uh, That's the link to Rumbles. Come on over. And, uh, you know, hold on. One last, one last shameless plug. Get your merch, people. If you want the, I got my mug. I got my mug and I got my shot glass i got my mugshot shot glass and i got my mugshot coffee mug boom sh- what's going on here open make it bigger enhance look at that it it looks just as good in real life as it does on the computer screen it's beautiful vivify.com for the best merch ever all right we're going to end on uh rumble come on over to locals and i broke rumble it seems <laughs> all right the thesis has come in this stream will be shut down now Oh, no, hold on. Okay, we're still live on. on. Anyhow, uh, the, the German jokes never get, never get old. It's from The Simpsons. This exhibit is over. Does everyone remember that episode? When they're, doing, they're looking at the crash test of the cars, and then Lisa says, Wait a minute, those dummies are moving. And the guy goes, This exhibit is over. Anyhow, this stream is over. Thank you all for being here. Come on over to Locals, and then I shall see you on the quartering at one o'clock. Peace out, everyone. Locals, are we, are, let me see here, are we live here? I am on Locals with no problem, I remember. Audio still popping here, not a troll, you mother, mother fucking, fucking Piece of goddamn dog shit, God, son of a... Audio settings. All right. Instead, no, that's, that's the camera mic. We don't want that. Default MacBook. Okay, we don't want that either. Now let's go. Let's. Go. Oh yeah. Now we're back. And does everyone still hear popping? Your neuroticism is quite entertaining, I must say. Mel vs. Yes, try living with it. It's actually quite upsetting. No, not upsetting. It's quite irritating. Viva gonna pop a cap. <laughs> um, you have to um. Come to grips with it. You're gonna. It's gonna make you. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not ear it. The insecurity, the mental. You have to come to grips with it, and you do uh, over time. Okay. Viva still using MacBook? Confirmed. Yes, I am. No, I'm using a. No, it's a MacBook. It's definitely a Mac. I don't know if it's a MacBook. It's a uh, that thing with the the. Oh, I can show you what it is. Yeah. Look at this. Let me just make sure there's nothing embarrassing. Oh, there is something embarrassing. That the freedom convoy putting money before you putting unity in community it's much better than putting communism in community okay uh there were some tips here that i'm going to answer the questions to if it cracks it's real okay let me bring up the tips view all view tipped here we go here we go okay so we got grumpy old jock old a-u-d-l-j-r trudeau is the trudeau the latest scandal or another thing to be memory hold before the next election this wouldn't impact uh, Trudeau as an election. It just impacts the system as a whole. Canadians will only wake up after they don't have enough social credit to buy their weekly supply of bugs of their three or their three new items of clothing. That was from grumpy old Jock. We got Jeanette Victoria says, "Still support the blue, one dollar tip. I will reflexively support the blue, but be inherently skeptical of anyone in a position of authority. And in it, reflexively meaning, Um, There are people who put their lives on the line to defend us as police, as soldiers, as whatever, as everything. And anyone who does that is braver than me. Uh, I know human nature and the type of people who might sign up for that. You know, people who will take that type of risk. There is a trade-off. For some, it's going to be honor, dignity, and pride. For others, it's going to be wielding that power in ways that uh, only they can wield it. So you can support them and be skeptical, as I am and will continue to be. Uh, Jeanette, thank you. Entry Required says the Canadian leftists and their drama teacher cheerleader have done more damage to Canada than I've personally witnessed by multiple natural disasters in Canada. Mr. Entry Required, 1,000%. I, I, I always say like I've never, I could never have conceived that one man could cause so much damage to a nation and everyone says, viva, it's not one man. I understand that argument and there's definitely an infrastructure there, but if there were another person in power the damage wouldn't have been done and it is it is un- unfortunately one man at the helm of that ship even if there are um other people working the mechanisms on the bottom and even if it is someone else's ship one man can sink the nation in as much as one man could have saved a nation and justin trudeau will go down as the man who nearly sunk or did in fact sink uh what was once the best country on earth and True required says i don't know i don't care i don't know and i don't know the whole story but I've seen, in my opinion, Owen Troyer, Owen Troyer go too far in the halls of Congress, which somewhat offends my conservative principles. It's an argument there. He might have said, he might have actually, you know, been too hyperbolic. Um, but, yeah, Maybe the audio crackle is StreamYard. Was listening to the live stream last night and they were having the same issue. It's possible. Just so long as there was a minor crackle and not what I heard this morning, which made it unlistenable. I, had, I noticed I had a crackle with um, Tamara Leach as well, but I think... Sometimes I think it's also connection. Finboy Slick, Viva Fry, the crackling was real, but it sounds like your CPU not keeping up with your audio with audio compression. I don't understand a word you just said to quote Napoleon Dynamite. You may have a crashed process on your computer eating up all your CPU. Close a few tabs. I recommend you reboot before your stream again. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna do that. And then we got entry required. Lenny Bruce is not a freak and I am not a troll. Hold on, who's Lenny Bruce? Lenny? Bruce. I know I know that name. Lenny Bruce. Lenny Alfred Schneider. 25. Oh, Lenny Bruce was a stand-up comic who, who's whose life was destroyed by, by litigation towards the end. Yeah, okay, fine. I've actually never listened to any Lenny Bruce. I've just listened to Joe Rogan talk about Lenny Bruce at length. I have to go. I'm gonna go back and watch some of that. Okay. Lenny Bruce is not a freak. Okay, so now. Um, I got a lot of notices on this channel about a weak signal. Interesting, okay, that's from uh, Tisiba. First of all, uh, that was Karima's amazing. I I know people don't like fence sitting when they think it's good versus evil. Um, I appreciate Karima weighing her words and I can read into those words where I will understand what she's saying even though I might not pin her down to try to get her to say something that might unleash even more of a torrent than she's already experienced, but she's amazing. Um, okay, let me see here, let me just refresh this. I missed this, work gets in the way. Lenny Bruce was great in the 90, in the 90s. Now, Br- Lenny Bruce, hold on, Now I thinking of another Lenny Bruce? Lenny Bruce died, alcoholism, did he commit suicide or did he die of, of a self-induced suicide? Hold on, let's go to Lenny Bruce. Da, 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 da. He was an American stand-up comic, early life, personal life, obscenity arrests. No, that's a death and pardon, oh yeah. He was found dead in the bathroom of his Hollywood home, uh, lying naked on the floor, a syringe and a burnt bottle cap nearby. That's it. The, the the process is the punishment, if you're not strong enough. Entry Required says, I guess you never listened to Bill Cosby on LPs either. Nope. Did you happen to listen to George Carlin on LPs? I've listened to George Carlin, Carlin but only on the internet. LPs. What the hell's an LP? I know it's a long play, but uh, I, don't, I don't actually have... Um. Any records? I don't have many records. Oh crap! Oh crap! I've knocked something over. Uh, Silent War, five times August. I haven't opened it. It's gonna be worth money one day. It's gonna be. Should I pay for it? It's fifty bucks, I think. Anyhow, best thing I've ever bought. Um, let, Let me qualify that. Best thing on vinyl I've ever bought. All right, 1152, now let's see what we got going on here. I love records, my, my kid is into records. Uh, so I got, um, well, I got two uh, Tom McDonald CDs signed on CD and was very happy to have gotten a used vehicle from an era where they have CD players still. Although that Volkswagen Touareg that we got also used, uh, I just discovered after a year of having that freaking car that there's a, a, a CD player in the glove compartment. What kind of silly German designed that car? I'm gonna be driving and have to open the glove compartment to stick to change a CD. My goodness! <sighs> 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 Baha, peshaw, I say. Um, oh, Taseba says, "Who's that?" No, no, I know who Lenny Bruce was. I just didn't get the. I didn't. I didn't piece the name together right away. Uh, Is President By Me trying to sink the USA? <sighs> I had observations, which are politically correct, uh, in uh, observations as to the. Seeming political orientation of a lot of the blue check mark Twitter accounts that are incessantly pushing Biden. I I believe I believe there's foreign interference in in US elections. I just think it's let me rephrase this. I, I genuinely believe there's foreign interference. It just is the exact opposite of the way the accusation has been leveled when they accused Russia of helping Trump. I now believe some foreign nation is helping the Democrats as much as we're seeing out of canada the chinese communist party is helping justin trudeau and the liberals whatever they accuse you of they are guilty of themselves guaranteed of course you can't say that publicly because then you get eh, make any claims make any criticism against the chinese communist party and for some reason some people are going to say that's anti-asian hate uh, ignoring the fact that the biggest victims of the chinese communist party are chinese people China buying off Aussie politicians and land. Yep. They're buying off influence in media in Canada. Buying land. <sighs> okay, so 11.55. Now, uh, with our, we're on the locals thing. Let me see if I got it. Booyah. So right after you send this. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. So we're going to do our locals. Um, the, the winner, Majestic Top Hat. The interview is going to be next week. There was discussion that we might get it scheduled for this afternoon, five o'clock, and it would have been a locals exclusive exclusives and not part of a broader stream, uh, but it looks like we're gonna have to schedule it for next week, so stay tuned for that. Majestic top hat coming on next week. We'll try to, we'll try to do it Monday, and that way if it doesn't happen Monday, we've got the rest of the week to plan. Uh, what else? Go watch the Jeremy the Quartering. I'm gonna go get some food, because I haven't eaten yet. I woke up, I did my jog. How many, um, how many steps did I get? Let's see here. I've got a very nice ritual, a nice routine. Uh, no, I've done more than seven thousand steps. Update, refresh. Okay, so my jog was seven thousand six hundred steps. Well, I've been sitting on my ass since about ten o'clock, so that makes sense. uh Seven thousand six hundred. Say seven thousand seven hundred. So that's about it's about seven point some odd kilometers. Ah, we here well says so impressed with the quality and volume of content. Viva! My wife says it's too much for her to keep up with, but. I understand that, but when people say they're when people have time for an interview, cripe, I'm not saying no. When Tarek Johnson says, how about Tuesday seven? And Dave Smith says, how about nine days, not 9, nine o'clock Tuesday? I'm doing it. And then and then when Neil Oliver says we can make it happen tomorrow, we're making it happen tomorrow. I love talking to people, so I'd be doing it anyhow. Viva Fry, can you hand can you label the members stream under content? People can't find the interviews. Shit, okay, I'll ask Ori how I do, go about doing that. I, if you haven't determined it yet, I'm not the most technically, technologically, ca- no, I'm good with cameras, I'm good with GoPros, I'm good with like some stuff, uh, I'll ask. Um, so I'll, I'll see about that. Viva, you're about as neurotic as Mrs. Mrs. Entry required with that, thing, with that thing, steps and all. No, no, well, it's only for my jog, because I, I, I do, a, I know that it's a seven-ish kilometer loop and um so then i do that then i come back and i started doing some arm curls which i think are useless but whatever it makes me sweat and it makes my muscles feel good and then i'm neurotic because i think i've been eating too much fruit these days and i'm not sure that eating watermelon and grapes is like nutrients versus calories i'm not sure it's the best thing then my wife says viva you're an idiot don't worry don't even pay attention to these things and then i tried to have a coffee yet an iced what was it called a a a cafe con luchi liche whatever C- Cafe con leche and it was a hundred calories and it wasn't worth it and then I don't like wasting food So I open the can I'm not gonna force myself to drink a hundred calories of crap, but then I'm wasting three dollars a number of things uh, We hear well says fruit is sugar Yeah grow well, a grape iron. And I eat them with the re- with the skin. So they're good. I heard brain parasites cause neuroticism Are you sure one didn't sneak through your finger cut fin boy slick now? I'm gonna look that up Although no in fairness uh, fin boy I looked that up when I had what I think was COVID back in 2019, like right to 2019, yeah, right to 2019, 2020. And I remember the videos that I was doing at the time because it was the time when they edited Trump out of uh, Home Alone. And I'm up at my parents' cottage feeling like death warmed over, warmed over, or whatever, death swarmed, whatever the hell the expression is. And I was convinced that I had contracted a brain parasite from having unearthed a frozen minnow in the ice at the eastern townships. Oh. Entry Required says, when I was your age, I was doing half marathons every day of the week, and I never had one of those things. Well, hold on. What were the one of those things? The half, ma- but I'm convinced also half marathons are very, very, that's not good on your knees, but, uh, and DLP says, uh, $5 tip. V- Thanks. We've so many great interviews. They're pretty good. And then the problem is I was try- I'm trying to use like an editor to snip and clip, but then the problem is it's like timeliness is an issue and my own my own neuroses. <laughs> so I think I have to go back to doing it by myself. All right, who wants to see Winston? Come here, come here, come here. Come here. Get over here. No, no, no. Get over here. Come here. He's coming. He's coming. Give it a second. I still think he's angry with me. Oh, Oh. He... He's not even the same dog. Look at this. He looks like. It's not even the same dog. If it weren't for his eyes, he looks like a baby Staffordshire Terrier. I've never. Re- I love you. I've never realized how like muscular his muzzle was. Um, how well endowed he is. My goodness anyhow he's he's beautiful the the girls do not like the haircut one bit but it's not it's not even the same dog look at this all right Mm. he smells so good which means they used perfume when they weren't supposed to because his skin is very sensitive uh private chat what did i miss in the private chat oh okay fine uh all right so that's it dog's damn cute how do you think these political regimes can fund their election operations it's an international money laundering organization of funding kickbacks that's rocket rocket boy ty absolutely parasites also cause crackles oh you mean uh, mic crackles not nut crackles fructose is good for you though not refined I think it is Uh, okay let me just refresh for the last comments oh my goodness is that a beautiful picture right there finboy slick thought of you last week when I took this drive do you remember that place that I'm gonna say that looks like Cape Breton Island and um, that's what I'm saying very quickly. Cape Breton Island on the north side. North side nearing the, the point where it turns around. Finboy, tell me I'm smart. So jealous of how your knuckles crack. How about my elbow? Oh. Oh, yeah. North side of the Gaspé-Z, almost. That's close enough. The Gaspé-Z looks a lot like uh, the mountainous part of uh, Cape Breton Island. But, yeah, that's... Oh, is that beautiful. You're coming right around the bend to get around the other side to Carlton. Okay, well, that's beautiful. Yeah, and gas is just amazing. Gross and what? (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so let's do it. I'm going to go get some food, and then I'm going to get ready for Jeremy the quartering. Cracking the knuckles releases the gas between them. Yes, that much I knew. It doesn't actually cause arthritis. That's an old wise tale. Have a good day. Says Mighty Pay. Thanks. Viva Is an N-I-C-H. That's Rich B. What the hell's my problem? Rich B313. Okay, go. Enjoy the day. I will see you all in an hour if you're going to tune in. Although my concern is with Jeremy. We might talk about a lot of the same stuff, but I know that he's got subjects matter that will not have been anything that we discussed today. So if you're inclined, the quartering. One o'clock Eastern, noon Central. See you all soon. Peace out, everyone.